This is the Rich Eisen Show. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Silly, stupid, moronic, whatever you want to call it. Boneheaded. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We have to play better situational football. The Rich Eisen Show. What can you do to make that happen? Work on. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long. Coming up, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Writer and director John Ridley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat. Now hour number one with Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion. I asked him... Which of the three teams atop the AFC, if he had to put his marker on one right now? Sports talk radio conversation. I penned him in. And I said, which of the teams, Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati, would he put his marker on? And he said, the Bengals. He said, the Bengals. Yeah, I put that out in a poll, actually, just now at uh, Rich Eisen Show. And what do we out. have so far? Let yeah, me get that with a retweet, Chris. Yeah, let's take a look at the early results. I just put it and out by the there. way, by the way, we will abide by the results. <laughs> what do you got? If you had to pick right now, who comes out of the AFC, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, or yes. the field? Yes, or the field. Yeah, the field. All right. The rest of the field, I don't all know. Right, all right, all right, all right. Bills, 33%. Shout out Larry Bird. Chiefs, 28%. Bengals, <laughs> Shout 28. out Marshall Falk. Bengals, 28%. The field, 12%. Shout out Tom Brady. What are you putting it on? What are you putting it on? Who are you putting it on? Who's got home field? Well, I, I guess I said right well, again, now. Again, so Buffalo, the are the Buffalo, one Buffalo wins out. They have home field. Then I'm going to take Can't, them. Hold on a second. Then I'm going to take them. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to take them. Kansas City wins out. Right, Kansas City wins out, and Buffalo doesn't. Kansas City is the one seed. If Kansas City, uh, hold on a minute. if the Bengals win out and the Chiefs lose one of their last three, the Bengals are the one seed. I think I just did that right because the Bengals play Buffalo; they'll have the same record as Buffalo. And thus, they have the tiebreak over Buffalo. They also have the tiebreak over Kansas City. They're a game behind Kansas City. They got to catch up one game to Kansas City. Kansas City has home dates against Seattle and Denver before going to the Raiders. The Raiders could stick it in Kansas City going out the door. Spit their last breath at them, potentially, like the Rafa Khan right at the Chiefs and put the Chiefs out of the bye and put Cincinnati in. How about that? Wow. Or Buffalo in. I'm going to say Buffalo. You're going to go Buffalo. What about you, TJ Jefferson? You, you, sir. You, sir. I think I'm at the point now where Mahomes has kind of reached semi-mythical, like, status. So much like with Tom Brady, I I think I'm at the point where if you've got Mahomes on your team, then... I'm having a hard time picking against you. I mean, because he's a bad man. I'm going Kansas City. Do you know why? Because he's a bad man? Why? I'm going Kansas City because I've already Thanks pissed them off yep. so significantly. I'm trying to get back on their good side. Well, don't worry about that. No, but it, it, a better reason but if that. you want to go with the one seed, right, I think, I think Cincinnati beats the Bills in Week 17 and Kansas City doesn't lose the rest of the way. I don't see – I mean, I know Kansas City has not played its best game – 
in a few weeks. I cannot see them losing to Seattle or Denver at home, and I just don't see them going to Vegas and losing that one. I just can't. I just don't. You know? Yeah, the Chiefs are a problem. So Rich. the Chiefs are going to be the one seed. Now, can Cincinnati or, or Buffalo go back into their house once again and beat them? Sure. Buffalo would have to just do it in the playoffs for the first time. Cincinnati's like, oh, who cares? We've done it. Been there, done that. So for the marker for the one seed to go Kansas City, uh, and then obviously that gives them the best shot to win. But I do love the Bengals, as you know. I love me some Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I know. And the Bengals have a playoff clinching scenario this week. I've got playoff clinching scenarios. <laughs> oh, right here. Give me music for we playoff. Got the mic. It's so great. It's so great. I've got them for you. Let's go AFC. The Buffalo Bills can clinch the American Football Conference Eastern Division with a simple win. One dub at the Bears. Or, or if somehow, you know, Justin Fields does his thing, um, then they root for the Green Bay Packers to win because a Dolphins loss or a tie against the Packers puts them in, in the division victory anyway. So they can clinch the AFCs this weekend, is basically what I'm saying. Just a simple win in Chicago. Cincinnati clinches the playing old playoff berth. All they got to do is go into New England and follow up that Patriots hail moron with a <laughs> with a win. <laughs> or or if the Jets lose on Thursday night football, it's already done. So they're rooting for the Jaguars in Cincinnati, which is ironic because last time the Jaguars uh, were in Cincinnati last year, right? Um, Urban Meyer stayed. <laughs> Oh, I just love taking my shots. <laughs> so simple. It's so simple. The fruit hangs low, but I love plucking it. Wow. As a matter of fact, let's do this. Go ahead. Give me that soundbite right now. Give me the soundbite right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me the soundbite right now. Just putting it right, the little Easter egg right in the middle are, are of this segment. Are we hitting Richard the King level petty oh, right now? Yeah, oh, they, well, yes, in the petty chart. Yeah, are we, are we hitting oh, yeah. Richard the King? Uh Rayshon Jenkins, uh, who had that pick six against your Cowboys. I mean, it happened, yeah. After the game, you know, everyone's asking, uh, hey, hey, you know, what's the difference between this year and last? I love these questions being asked <laughs> to Jaguars who give this answer because it's so obvious. It's plain as the nose is everybody's faces. But here we go. Roll it. Go for it. You struggled last year. You had a tough year. Why? What has changed for you? I mean, this is it's not just today. Coaching. <laughs> no, I'm going to just be very upfront and honest. It was coaching, so we, 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 we're – a way smarter team now. We got information uh, coming to us, and, and, and um, you know our, our coaches do a really good job making sure we know what's coming and uh, making sure we're prepared going into the um, game. Information's coming to us. <laughs> like, like, what? I don't know. The why other, did we, why you know did we play them last year? You know what the other information that they got last year? From Urban was the, 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 I won't be on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be there. You can have my seat. Uh, I'm, I'm, not just gonna, I'm just going to stay behind and go viral. You guys go home. We know who Aaron Donald is. Yeah, you guys go home. We know the other team's best oh players. Oh my god! Oh my god! What's the difference between this year and last coaching? I'm just going to flat out say yeah. it. And he said yeah. it like very oh, matter of factly. Oh my too. gosh! Why couldn't we have played them last year, Brooklyn? Oh boy, we would have got that win on Sunday. Yeah, wow. you would have. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love plucking that low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and with each passing, Jaguars win. And each time Trevor Lawrence is as great as he looks, we'll just keep reminding everybody. Oh. <laughs> Playoff clinching scenario for the Baltimore Ravens. There's 10 of them. 
We've saved you from six of them because it involves a Baltimore tie. But the Ravens can clinch a playoff spot if they win at home against Atlanta, okay? And it's combined with a Miami Dolphins loss and a Patriots loss. Dolphins lose at home to Green Bay. Then that result combined with either a Patriots loss or a Jets loss. So they'll know on Thursday night football what's up because they can win and they need three different scenarios to unfold. Dolphins and Patriots loss, a Dolphins and Jets loss, or a Patriots and Jets loss. That's quite a path to the basket. So they got a Cincinnati win and a Jaguars win, just two of the hottest teams in the AFC, and they beat the Falcons. They're in the playoffs. Or the Chargers win on Monday night, and the Patriots, Jets, Browns, Raiders, and Titans all lose. <laughs> so what's that? Is that it? That is, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Ed O'Neill. Uh, the Chargers have a playoff clinching scenario. Chargers. Yeah, so bottom line is, if the Raiders, Patriots, and Jets lose, or the Raiders lose, and there's all the other stuff too, but that's the best scenario right here. Here we go. Uh, I'm not going to bother reading the rest of the ties and the partridge and the pear tree, but it's the clearest one. If the Raiders lose in Pittsburgh Saturday night, and the Patriots lose at home to Cincinnati on Saturday, and the Jets have already lost on Thursday night, then the Chargers know their Monday night game against the Colts would be a win-and-in scenario for them. That's possible, don't you think? very feasible you just need three other results to happen before they take the field on monday night against indianapolis playoff clinching scenario in the national football conference there's two one belongs to the new york giants that's how big that win was on sunday night because if they go into minnesota and beat our second our guest kirk cousins is calling in shortly then combined with a washington loss at san francisco and either a Lions loss um, against, let me get this straight, at Carolina, or a Seahawks loss at Kansas City. How about that? So if they beat the Vikings and the Commanders lose in San Francisco and Seattle loses in Kansas City, they're in the playoffs. I mean, that I think is... They're going to lock it up this week, right? I mean, those are two games that will be tough for the Commanders and Seahawks to win on the road at San Francisco, at Kansas City. And then the Giants beat the Vikings. They're in. Wow. That's totally feasible. Yeah. Last playoff clinching scenario for you. Last playoff clinching scenario for you involves the Philadelphia Eagles. All they got to do is win in Dallas, and they clinch home field throughout the playoffs. The East is one, and the entire conference is one. With a single win in Dallas. Now, they will not have their quarterback, it seems. Jalen Hurts. Possibly. Now, it's only fair (laughs) because the last time these two teams played. We didn't have ours. Cooper Rush started for Dak. And Jalen Hurts started for Philly, and Philly won that. So I guess the football gods are putting their thumb on the scale. Maybe. By putting Gardner Minshew in this game and taking the MVP. I believe, front runner prior to this news of his shoulder injury, Jalen Hurts out, unless Jalen Hurts is still going. But every report says he's out with a strained throwing shoulder. I think he should rest. (laughs) Suffered in the the win over Chicago, in which 
as Chris Long pointed out in hour one, he still had 100 yards passing in the fourth quarter with it. With it, yeah. Nick Sirianni today on Jalen Hurts' injury. He's at a sprained shoulder, and I do not put it past Jalen Hurts. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know. Um, and he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like part of me, yours or mine. Right. And so I'm, I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. Um, he heals fast. I didn't, he came back fast from his injury last year. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't, I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens this week, but both guys will be, he'll be ready to go if, if he can play this week. And so will, uh, so will Gardner. So there you got it. There you have it. You got yourself another situation where the Philadelphia Eagles are rolling to the playoffs with an MVP quarterback and they lose him late in the season. It was week 14 in their championship run where Carson Wentz decided to go headfirst in the end zone in the L.A. Coliseum against the Rams and Aaron Donald met him there and and that's when Nick Foles came in, but that was a that was an injury that knocked Carson Wentz out for the rest of the year. So is it Gardner Minshew in the role of Nick Foles? Well, you're hearing though Nick, Nick Sirianni say he might play this week, knowing Jalen Hurts. If I'm Nick Sirianni, though, I do not play Jalen Hurts this no, week. No chance. You do not need to play Jalen Hurts this week. You're already in a win and win the whole damn conference scenario. Entering week 16, there's two more games in which to attempt to do it. A home date against New Orleans seems a lot better to me. Yep. <laughs> to do that. And so that's what I would counsel. I don't even, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I haven't seen the MRI. But I'm hearing that. But you're already hearing, oh my gosh, shades of 2017, you know, when Carson was our quarterback and he goes out and Pretty much the one seed was sealed anyway, and Nick Foles starts coming in, and the magic happens. And uh, sure enough, we play the NFC Championship game at home against Minnesota, which, by the way, is your two seed right now. It's lots of shades of championship glory. (laughs) And people are already buying the grease for their uh, telephone poles, right? (laughs) And, um, you know, I, I, I counsel twice, two things. One, one, I don't believe from what everything I'm hearing that Hurts is significantly hurt, but he's hurt enough for them to sit him this week. And I think they should. And what, if that happens, do not take this cheese. Don't do it. It's going to come. I know it. I know this business, and I know who people, how people work in this business, and I know who works in this business. Do not take the cheese. That Gardner Minshew (laughs) is the best quarterback for this run if he looks as good as he's going to look. It's interesting that Minshew, if he starts this game, is in the Cooper Rush role of starting in a game against the rival 
in Dallas in the same way that Rush started in this game in arrival against Philadelphia. But don't make the same mistake so many people made back in that day that Rush was better for Dallas than Dak. And when Dak comes back, maybe he shouldn't have his job. Remember I told you also back at that time, we ran through a whole bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL who's just one long injury stint away from being in that same barrel with fan bases and media chatter that who in this league would be immune to the behavior from fans and media alike that Dak was subjected to when he was coming back and convalescing from his broken thumb. Who would be immune from it? Like Mahomes would be immune from it. Herbert would be immune from it. Allen. I mean, you know the quarterbacks who it would be. Yeah, of course. I, could, I will find it fascinating, certainly in Philadelphia and nationally, to see if Jalen Hurts is immune to it after being the far and away, despite how Mahomes and Allen had been playing, going into week 15, MVP favorite and the way he played in week 15 as well despite turning the ball over in a rarity for him don't take the cheese please don't take the cheese i love gardner Minshew. he's so exciting he's fun his the way he will arrive to work and come off the plane is intoxicating it's going to be fun and sirianni and him are just going to be like a great buddy buddy cop drama that you know like or the cannonball run going across the country Minshew even looks like burt reynolds not to say that that uh, sirianni's the dom deloise but you get my drift <laughs> Don't take the cheese that will come with Gardner Minshew starting. Jalen Hurts is a superlative talent. He is the MVP of this league. And I already saw members of the media already say Minshew is just as good. Well, now we're about to see it. Recently? Yes, sir. Look it up. Look it up. So 300 yards, three touchdowns. Don't. Then what? Take the cheese. Then you'll hear Hurts is a system quarterback. Don't do it. Honestly, find something else to do in the holiday season. You're a thousand percent correct. It's coming. Don't take it. So I should cross that off over Reaction Monday next week? Um, Well, well, yeah, next week for sure. Since you'll be in Europe. (laughs) But yeah, it's coming. Don't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm counseling everyone. I'm begging y'all. Don't do it. Hertz deserves better. But Minshew, I think, will be very good in it. And I think he's, very, he's got a talented team around him. Certainly, if we're seeing Brock Purdy operate the way that he's in San Francisco, Minshew's got a heck of a lot more experience than Purdy. And he's going to make some wild plays, and it's going to be fun to watch, and Sirianni's going to be yelling at the Cowboy fans, and it's going to be a dynamite game to watch. Either way, don't take the cheese, all I'm saying. (laughs) Take a break. Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I wouldn't move. He only came up with a 33-point comeback Saturday. Can't wait to chat with him next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio program, along with Sirius and XM and Odyssey. Take on this holiday season, please, with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. You can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fees. There's no limitations on reward, and they never expire while your account is open. Rates are variable and range between 12.65% and 18% APR based on credit worthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to a dollar at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Message and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash reward card cash rewards card at navyfederal.org our members are the mission insured by ncua let's go to charlie in montclair new jersey you're here on the rich eisen show what's up charlie hey rich how's it going i'm a fan of the show big fan of you thanks pal uh, aspire to be like you in my in my future uh, so I'm, well, I'm a fellow jet fan myself well hold on a second charlie uh, charlie hold on a second how, charlie how, like that compliments how, how old are you I'm uh, I'm 22. You're 22, Charlie. Charlie, your whole right. life is ahead of you. Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Excuse me. He wants to be me. So what does that mean? His whole life's ahead of you. Yeah, that I mean, sounds he's 22 like, years 22. old. I'm just he's talking about his age. But the way that that said to Charlie, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put you in the middle of this. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, but, but you see, you know, he's looking but, at the wrong but, way, but Chris. You, you said your whole life's ahead of you. Like there's more things 
better to options. aspire to than <laughs> that is not at all what said. he meant. That's <laughs> how I saw it too. That Jack is you, Jay. Yeah, the Jew, the Jew connection. No, the Jew, the Jews thing. Negative hey, about everything. Hey, <laughs> no, the Gentiles are half full. No, I didn't take it. He's just saying. He's just complimenting the fact that Charlie, man, you're 22. Charlie's you got a young. Whole he's life. got his whole life. I'm 42. Yeah, it's I'm, over I'm, for me. I'm a, I'm a sports media major. What you guys do is what what I, I hope to do when I'm when I'm uh, in, in the industry. Oh, you're so. too kind to lump uh, them in together. Don't lump them in with <laughs> with your aspirations. Award winning journalist. All right, Charlie. Sorry, I got nominated sorry, for an Emmy. Once. Sorry to detour here, but what do you got? Not no sweat. So uh, as I, I said, I'm a big Jets fan. My family's been season ticket holders since the early 70s. I've been to every game this year. Oh, boy. Except for the uh, week one Ravens game. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to these, uh, these solid pressers the last few days, but yes. I, I, more and more, I, I, I want to give Zach the time to develop. It, it, what, what he can do compared to what he can't do, you can teach him to be – you can teach Zach Wilson to be, Mike, be like Mike White, but you can't teach – Mike White to be like Zach Wilson. So I think this the instant coffee quotes, I think Zach just needs some more time, and eventually he's going to be able to come into his own. And I, I, I think uh, Thursday night's a great first step in that. I'm, I'm not saying he should be starting if Mike White's healthy, but I think Zach Wilson should get a, a third year, just like Sam Darnold did in uh, 2020. Well, the thing that kind of gave me pause um... – Charlie, if you, um, you maybe you missed yesterday's show, and if that's if you did, that's okay. You got your whole life ahead of you. You can catch <laughs> up on it. Um, that you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who knows Joe Douglas very well, the general manager, and so he knows everything that's happening right there. Um, he said that the offense isn't. He basically said the offense isn't suited for Zach. That Zach's a home run hitter that's gonna you know strike out sometimes. And they're asking him to do things that a home run hitter needs to retrain his brain to do rather than retraining their offense to to suit the home run hitter. And that kind of freaked me out a little bit, um, to be very honest with you. But the bottom line is this. It's a week-to-week league. It really is a moment-to-moment league. And Zach has an opportunity on Thursday night, Charlie, to light it up against a team that is hot, and a quarterback that is hot. And to me, you know, if I had a choice right now, do I want Mike White back or do I want Quinnen Williams back? I would choose Quinnen Williams because that's the guy who can anchor that. Like, boy, did they miss him. Jared Goff needed somebody in his lap named Quinnen Williams in the same way that Aaron Rodgers had at Quinn and Williams in his lap like Rodgers was a, like a, 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 a Santa Claus, a, a mall Santa Claus. You know, and golf didn't have that. And so I need to see Quinn and Williams active Thursday night. Get this done. Let's get a run game for Zach. And then we'll figure out if Mike White is the guy, by the way, going against Gino in week 17. You want to talk about, you know, uh, irony or football gods winking at you. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. You know, you want to see Zach develop, but Zach needed to sit clearly for multitude of reasons. The circumstances required Zach to get back out there, and his stat lines were eye-popping, but his, his results were uh, wanting and lacking. I want to see Quentin Williams out there, and that's who the Jets need, I think. If I had to choose someone who will help them win on Thursday night, it, it's, it's, uh, it's Quentin Williams over Mike White, in my estimation, right now. 
My two cents. You're right, and and I I apologize for missing the show yesterday. I, no, it's okay, I, Charlie. I, I apologize. Like I said, there's there's uh there's there's the uh, video on demand service on the Roku channel, and again, you got your whole life ahead of you. Don't worry about Charlie's it. Charlie's 22. Got a lot of issues. There you go. Thanks, on. thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Appreciate the call. But, right but, but 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 if Zach Wilson wasn't wasn't suited for this offense, then why'd they draft him? Just one, one last question. Oh, okay. Sure. Because he made that great throw in the pro day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that Thanks for the call, Charlie. I appreciate <laughs> it. Charlie. Charlie. Good luck, man. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear his last thing because Mike Hoskins was telling me that uh, the meeting for, that Cousins was in was broken, but the leadership council has stayed behind. And K- Kirk is one of the leaders, so he'll, he'll be out soon. Charlie asked if, if it's true that he was not a fit for the offense, why was he drafted second? Then? I, I, I mean, if Santiago, I was making, I was why, why wasn't Santiago packed? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, but I asked that of Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. You know, why draft him? If you're going to bring in an offense that he's not suited for, and he's like, well, until you bring someone in the building, you don't know. Oh, my gosh. Are the Jets running an offense that's not suited for Zach Wilson? Like, are are we really doing that? Like what? 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 What's the answers here? Here was Robert Sala on the quarterback situation uh, on this very day, two days before the Jets kick off a Week 16 against a red-hot Jaguars squad. Zach uh, is is um, he knows to prepare like he's the number one. Um, anything that else ha- happens, it was this was uh, uh, we were going into this week. And I know I said what I said yesterday, but he was with the mindset of being the starter, got all the reps yesterday. Um, Mike will be limited in practice, obviously, because he can still practice. He just can't. He didn't have contact. But um, so for Zach, it's always helpful to get all the reps. Um, and and he's had that uh, since yesterday. So. I mean, it makes sense. What else is the man going to do? It makes sense. But here they are. It's and it, you know, and and it, it it's going to be on national TV, the Jets' only national TV game of the year. And the fans are going to be cold and um, irritable, irritable. You know, I mean, Mike White misses layups too, but uh, there's a difference clearly in the body language with the receivers with Zach than with. Mike White. I mean, Garrett Wilson doesn't get a ball, and he'll just run back to the huddle. With Zach Wilson, he doesn't get a ball, and he you read his body language, and yeah. they're you know they're they're, they're heading ATF, for divorce bro. court. Yeah, you do know, you th- and so do you think there's anything to what Charlie said about Mike can't become Zach, but Zach can become Mike? I don't know. That's the whole thing. Why I want to see Mike White. If you're going to run this offense, this is the offense you want to run, and you're the coach, you're the head coach. Say, I want to play defense, and want to run that offense. I want to bring basically San Francisco here, best I can. Mm-hmm. You can't blame Sala for doing that. Well, then, then, then if Zach's not the right guy, then let's see what Mike White's going to be. If you're not going to switch your system or attune it to Zach, and and again, I'm just taking Daniel Jeremiah's cue from this. All right, as you know, I'm not an X's and O all twenty two guy, but he I is. see what I see, and I can t- sense what I sense. And then there's the storyline, and storylines matter certainly since fans show up and and vote with their feet and will let them know. I mean, if Zach starts missing some layups, and Trevor Lawrence hits Zay Jones for a score, and Trevor Lawrence runs for a first down, and Trevor Lawrence with his flowing hair starts fun, you know. Kirk and 
Former Giant Evan Ingram hits the end zone in MetLife in a way that New York fans wish they'd seen more of. And Jacksonville's up, and Zach's taking sacks, and Zach's not making the throws. They're going to hear it. And part of the reason why is, what is the anniversary today, Chris, that you wanted to bring up? Go ahead, bring up that anniversary. What happened two years ago today, Chris? Two years ago today. And this is definitely part of Thursday Night Football. Right up the road in beautiful SoFi Stadium two years ago today, December 20th, 2020, Rich. The the Jets inexplicably winless at the time. Yep. Beat the Los Angeles Rams 23-20 to improve to 1-13. There you go. Two years ago today is when they officially lost Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's, what, 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 am it I is, stuttering? That is a, and last year, and last fact. year, last year, we could handle it. Last year, we could handle it because we had our new coach in Robert Sala, who was clearly showing he was different than Adam Gase and previous administrations. Yeah, absolutely. Last year was fine because Trevor Lawrence also wasn't doing jack on top of squat, thanks to Urban Meyer being the worst coach the NFL has maybe ever seen. <laughs> Just let me say this. Is it about Urban Meyer? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Because I do keep beating this drum here. I do keep beating this drum. And last year was easier for Jets fans to take because it was so terrible with Trevor Lawrence. So terrible with him. So, thanks for reminding me of that anniversary. And that's part of Thursday Night Football. It is absolutely part of Thursday Night Football. No question. And and so fans will see that we could have had this guy. Instead, we didn't do the right thing. Absolutely. So... Let's take a break right here. Uh, Kirk Cousins is calling in right now. We'll be back with Kirk Cousins right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Outfit has just rejoined our, our Roku Channel broadcast. Kirk Cousins on the Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show after quarterbacking uh, the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. What was that like for you, Kirk, 
when it was 33 nothing. Walk me through that moment. Yeah, I, I think that the challenge with being a part of a, of a comeback like that is you do have to get down 33 to nothing for it to become a great comeback, and that's the part you don't love. But, uh, you know, everything that could go wrong did go wrong in the first half. Turnovers certainly contributed, and um, we were really struggling on offense to move the football. Uh, we knew they were a tough defense going into it, and they showed that. Um, and I really, at halftime, didn't understand how, you know, because Patrick Peterson was saying all we need is five touchdowns, and I thought, you watch the first half, you know, getting one touchdown is going to be tough, <laughs> let alone five. Uh, so I really don't know quite how or, or what happened to suddenly enable us to move the ball so well in the second half, but um, we did and uh, got some help from our defense, only allowing three points in the second half, and next thing you know, you look at the scoreboard and you're tied and going to overtime. I mean, it is absurd where, when the rallying cries, all we need is five touchdowns, but so, so <laughs> right? But, but when was the, the moment where, to a man, belief shot through everybody's hearts and minds? in that game, do you well, think? Well, I, I think there were some guys probably who believed earlier than others, but I, when I was on the bench and looked up and saw that it was a 15-point game mm-hmm. with um, a good half of the fourth quarter left, I felt, oh, this is very within reach. I mean, I, I had played against the Saints, and we were up 15 with two and a half minutes left, and we, and we ended up going to overtime and losing. So I knew that 15 points, being that it's just two possessions, can be, uh, uh, you know, that lead can be gone fast. So... I guess I kind of drew on previous experience, good and bad, to know that, that comebacks like that can happen. Um, but the key was kind of getting back to within a two-possession game with some time left. What was it like in the locker room afterwards, Kirk? Well, I think the combination not only of the comeback, but then knowing that that also clinched us the division title, which clinches us a home playoff game, sort of created a, a snowball effect that made the post-game celebration all the, all the better. And to do it at home as well as to it so... You know, we're all just, um, you know, celebrating, congratulating one another. Um, speaking of my boys earlier, I was able to kind of get my son Cooper down from the stands and bring him into the locker room for the first time post game. So just, you know, tried to make the most of it and have fun with it. And it was interesting because at the same time, there's still so much football left and we have so much still to play for. So you want to enjoy it, celebrate it. These moments don't come around every week. But at the same time, know that, hey, this is not the end-all, be-all. we got a lot more football up ahead. By, by the way, my youngest son's name is Cooper. He has Justin Jefferson on his fantasy team. You make him very happy, Kirk. I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart GM to have Justin Jefferson on his team. He is that. He is that. Um, so uh, I know you spoke to my colleague, Tom Pelissero, after the game when he told you that you had just uh, helped architect and orchestrate the largest comeback in the history of the NFL. And you asked for a minute, which I thought was such a human moment. Like I need a minute here. So now that you've had more than a minute looking back on that, what does that mean to you? Yeah. And I, at the time when Tom said that I hadn't quite connected the dots that that means that the previous record was the bills come back against the Oilers in the playoffs with Frank Wright coming in. Um, and that was a game that I've seen so many times on NFL network and, and, you know, you know the history of it, and so to sort of be at that level also meant a lot to me, um, being a football history buff and knowing what that game meant in NFL history. Um, and I think so much of Coach Reich and all that he's been in, in the game of football. Um, so it just sort of was a lot of history there, and, and um, I guess it's fun to have such a respect for the game and for this league and then to feel like 
you were able to be a part of something that might last in this league. I think that's a real, real thrill. Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings quarterback and the NFC North champion quarterback for this year, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off the largest comeback in the history of the NFL. Um, so what is it like being Justin Jefferson's quarterback? What, give me, you got a story uh, where you, knew, <laughs> I, right, I know you got a story of, uh, of him in the huddle, something um, in a, in a, in a film room that, that does somehow some way, obviously the one-handed grab in Buffalo shows his incredible right. talent, but give me, you got something right. else that me, we, we might not know a good story. Kirk? Well, Justin's a pretty easygoing guy, and uh, we were fortunate, you know, to draft him in, in a place where there are four receivers taken ahead of him. And so to get a player of his caliber as the fifth receiver in the draft, you know, we were very fortunate. And that was the COVID year where we didn't have OTAs, we didn't have training camps, so to the same level that we normally would. And so we really didn't know what we had until we got into the season. And it was really week three when we finally made him our starting X and said, all right, let's go. We don't know if he can do it yet, but let's put him in those positions. And I threw a, a fade ball in the middle of the field to him that's a little underthrown, and he went up and, you know, for lack of a better term, mossed the guy and just kind of caught it over top of him. And I remember thinking, I think we hit on our draft pick. He's just <laughs> fine. And he never looked back. I mean, that game he caught a, you know, 60- or 70-yard touchdown pass as well. And the next week made some great plays and, you just realize, you know, this this guy's gonna um, be a great player in this league. And my challenge to him now that he's in year three really has been since he had such a breakout rookie year has been you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to reinvent uh, how you do it or what you do. The key is what you've done. You have to do again and again and again. And I said you'd be surprised how difficult that is for players to pull off. Many many players are a flash in the pan, have a great year or two, but then disappear. And I said. Your goal has to be, Justin, to be somebody who does not disappear. And 10 years from now, we're still talking about what you're doing on a weekly basis. And he understands that. And three years in, he's really been able to uh, to hold to that. Well, how, how does he take that when you say something like that to him? I mean, that's... Well, I, I think he takes it well. You know, he, he, um, he understands, you know, and uh, he, he comes from a football family and, and knows what it takes. And uh I think this league can um, beat you up physically. It can beat you up mentally. You have your ups and downs. There's high expectations that at times can be difficult to meet when you play at a high level for a while. And so there's a lot of forces that come at you that can work against your ability to uh, do it week in, week out, year in, and year out. And so I just wanted to make him aware of that. And, uh, and you know, to this point, he really hasn't hasn't had any downs. It's just kind of been up, up, and up, and uh, hopefully we can keep that going. What do you tell yourself, Kirk? What do you tell yourself? <laughs> seriously, I mean, you 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 hear the narratives in this league. You don't have your head in the sand. You know that, that yeah. it's time for you to get to a championship game or win a championship. Or, you know, I, I think you've dispelled the can't win under the the bright lights of a nationally televised game. I think that's been dispelled. But you hear that. What do you tell yourself? Well, I, I just go back to what Mike Shanahan said. You know, early in my pro career, to our whole team back in Washington, uh, he he always would say, "Tough times don't last. Tough people do." And uh, I just have learned uh, the truth of that statement time and again in this league. And uh, you are going to face tough times. You are going to deal with narratives, and you are going to deal with uh, people pointing the finger, and that's part of our job in, in this business, and that's okay. But um, I've learned that they don't last. You know, they come and they go, and the key is that you last longer than those narratives would do, if you will. And, uh, and so tough times don't last. Tough people do from Mike Shanahan. It's kind of always been something that I – hold on to if, if things aren't necessarily going our way for a bit. How has your new coach, Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, unlocked you a little bit in a way that perhaps you hadn't been before? 
You got something for me there? Well, I think he certainly, you know, I think he certainly empowered not only me but uh, many of the leaders on the team um, in just the way that he uh, goes out of his way to um, whether it's compliment you in front of the team or uh, um, you know give you sort of a mantle from which to lead. But at the same time, um, you know, part of my challenge with a new system and new coaches was, hey. You know, we've been doing some good stuff here with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and and you know, hey, let's let's not change it too much because what we've done has been really working on offense, and so, uh, you know, that's that's. But certainly, we got to find ways to win more because we have been basically hovering around 500, and so I think Kevin's helped us find the inches to turn some of those close losses into close wins, and um, really, that's what this league is all about: is, is find ways to win football games, and it doesn't always have to be pretty. And this year, it hasn't always been pretty, but when you can find ways to win. Uh, it sure makes for a great year. Well, I mean, I'm trying to go. I don't, I don't know Mike Shanahan's history off the top of my head, but is, is O'Connell the first head coach you've ever had that's played quarterback ever? That's a good question. Uh, Jay Gruden obviously was a uh, arena quarterback, played mm-hmm. college quarterback, so I'd say Jay was as well. Right. Um, but in college, you know, working with Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, he was more of a defensive-minded guy right. and, and we all had know a lot about, of success. We know about with Zimmer. Yeah. as well. Right, and we know about Zimmer, too. You know, that's not his. Uh, I'm, again, I just find it fascinating um, watching you play this year. It does seem like you're taking more chances. You're riskier, and the risks get a lot of rewards. I mean, again, you know, I know that that throw to Justin Jefferson was like a do or die, but, I mean, you, you put it up there. You, you actually threw it up there. Like, you seem to be less concerned about making mistakes this year, Kirk. Is that, is that accurate or no? Yeah, I think that might be another one of those narratives that sounds good to say, but okay. maybe when you actually study tape, uh, uh, you know, because okay. I think when you look back at, at previous years, there's still, you know, a lot of production. When you look at air yards and all that, there's a lot of that going on. But um, what I'm not going to do probably is run around and break tackles and stiff arm people and do all that. <laughs> and so I think sometimes that can make you look like you're maybe less of the air yards guy or putting the ball up than it looks. But, um, Certainly in this system and the way I'm being coached this year, I would say there are probably a few more opportunities where it's, mm-hmm. where it's really encouraged, you know, to give Justin that chance. And, and I think playing with him a little longer, along with some other teammates, just continuing to learn their game and what they do well, uh, probably that time on task together also helps you, you know, trust it a little more and, and give, give him those chances. Well, I appreciate the gentle pushback there. Kirk, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So uh, the general sense around this team coming off that win, three three games to go, you know you're going to hear the skull chant for at least one playoff game. So what is <laughs> what is the general what is the general sense around there? Do you talk Super Bowl openly? You don't? Uh, just give me some. What do you got on that front before I let you go in the rest of your day? Yeah, I, I think I think it's really what it's always been, and the healthiest way to approach it is you know it's a Tuesday, so it's because we play Saturday. This would be like our normal Wednesday in this league, and. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that we talk much about Saturday or, or the game. We talk about having the best possible Tuesday we can have here with practice and walkthrough and preparation and you know, talking through all our different checks and calls and, and learning our opponents. So you kind of just try to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and not get too far down the road. And we also realized that we were down 33 nothing last Saturday. So there's plenty of bad football to clean up, plenty of work to do. And we've had a lot of games that we've won, but you just don't walk off the field feeling like you played your best football. And so we're still kind of – searching for that game where we can really put a four-quarter performance together that's our best of the year and that meets our standard. And, um, 
and I think you know we're still looking for that, and we got three weeks left before we get to the to the dance. Well, Kirk, thanks for the time. Uh, I know you know Michael Irvin shows you as his MVP. Uh, he's <laughs> he's got a you like that button on game day morning that he hits all the time. You've been making him hit it uh, a heck of a lot more uh, these days too. So uh, I'm enjoying watching that and enjoying watching you. Thanks for the time. Yeah, that's fun. Michael's been uh, shooting our horn all year, and uh, hopefully has. we can make him right here as we go down the stretch. But uh, should be fun, and no, it'll be exciting, and uh, looking forward to our game on Christmas Eve. Thanks again, Kirk Cousins. Appreciate all the right. call. Let's do this again soon. Have a have a great uh, Christmas with you and your family. You as well. Thanks, Rich. We'll see you. You got it. That's right there. That's Kirk Cousins, quarterback, Minnesota Vikings. He's got that you like that button on, on the desk. He hits it, and then the lights go purple <laughs> and, and gold. A great idea. Yeah, if he keeps hitting it, we're going to make him spell the word Jollerhorn on the air, and oh. that will be great television. Do you know how to spell Jollerhorn? Does it begin with J? Nope. It begins with a G. There you go. I'm already out. G-J-A-L-L-E-R-H-O-R-N, I believe, is how you spell Jollerhorn. Halapula Viat. That's it right there. Very good. Exactly. Very good. That was the old uh, Philadelphia Eagle offensive lineman, I believe. Kirk Cousins, baby. Yeah, that's a narrative. The thing I don't take as many risks. Risks. Yeah, he was. That was his kind of. There's a lot of film. Seems like he's taking more risks this year. Does to me, but <laughs> he's like, no, there's a lot of film on it. Huh. It's got to help him that, you know. That Justin Jefferson is amazing. Well, they, they, that and his head coach <laughs> is a quarterback. Yeah. Zimmer's just like run it, <laughs> and Kevin O'Connell's like, all right, let's throw it. <laughs> It. It's got to make a difference, I would say. Yeah. Hour three coming up. John Ridley in studio talking Packers, and they've got a crystal ball coming up. Still here on the Roku channel. Anything else you pull out of that? I mean, he's very happy to have uh, Jay Jettis. How a- about did, did, which one of you guys said that there was that your overreaction? The thirty-three nothing comeback isn't. They should be upset about it, or it's not they as good? They shouldn't be too encouraged by it, because they were down 33 nothing. Well, you did hear him say that there's lots of football to clean up. Yeah. But you'd rather talk about football cleanup on aisle comeback, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, like I said yesterday when you said that, they could have just said, all right, let's, you know, wrap it up for the right. night. In the same way, again, like the Cowboys have, did beat the Texans in the end. Yeah, I mean. The same way that they... The same way the the Jags the didn't Jags. like fall. they could have right they packed didn't fall. Up, I know. You know a lot of these teams could have packed up, but especially down thirty three dot like, and you go into halftime. These guys are probably like, ah, let's just get this through and not have anyone get hurt. Thirty three points, one fewer point than the comebacks mounted by the Jaguars and Bengals combined. First ever week, wow. three different deficits of seventeen or more points overcome in NFL history three times in one week. That's never happened. And I had Browns 13, Ravens 3. It's great to be on the losing side of that, too, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Hour 3 coming up.